Praise the Lord and welcome to our weekly 30-minute podcast, The Elephant in the Room with Bishop Michael Bellamy. Our podcast will cover various topics that are often overlooked, misunderstood, or even controversial from a biblical perspective. We're blessed to have a team of wonderful producers who want to make each episode something that will be enjoyable and informative. In this week's episode, we will host a roundtable discussion. Some of our panelists include Christians who are affiliated with Greek organizations that have either maintained their active participation or chosen to denounce their affiliation. Today's podcast was produced by Minister Juanita Jackson. It was edited by Lady Satoya Clinton and Sister Tynika Harris. Coronado. I'll be right back with today's episode. Well, we have a, a roundtable discussion here today, and we have some who have been associated uh, with various um, Black uh, Greek um, organizations. Uh, some were active uh, and still active. Some have denounced their affiliation and they're sharing their experiences and perspective with us on today's episode. Smith, let me ask you this question. Do you believe a baptized, spiritual believer uh, that is active in one of these organizations can go to heaven? That's a tough one. For me, I can only, you know, I can only speak for myself. There was a time for me where I felt like I, um, in my walk and my relationship with God, where I had to personally denounce the organization. And it was about two years where I wasn't around the brothers at all. And as I continued to get stronger in my relationship with, with Christ, um, I, I came back around more so from a family standpoint, similar to what Clarence was speaking on earlier, um, as far as just trying to be there for the brothers. And that's been, you know, mainly, you know, my connection with, uh, with the brothers that I built relationship with within the organization. And um, one particular pastor who is... Uh, He's been a part of the Greek organization, part of the Divine Nine. He told me this, and I'll never forget it. He said to me, he said, if not you, then who? If not okay. us, if not us, then who? And as far as just being that light and being that example, making sure that we don't remove ourselves, being able to still have that influence on the brothers mm -hmm. was important. That was his yeah. whole point, you know? I really don't have an answer to that question, to be honest with you. Would it be accurate to say once a brother, always a brother? I guess that depends on who you're talking to. I will say okay. when, I, when, <laughs> when I told my cousin I denounced it, one of the first things he did, which I'll never forget, which kind of hit me too. He came. He didn't say a word. I, when I told him I denounced it, he didn't say a word. He just got up. He came. He pointed at my arm, at my arm because I'm branded. And, mm -hmm. you know, and that's a different level of commitment, you know, when you have that level of brand. I mean, there's been times where I was high in the spirit and could literally feel the brand burn, you know, to be honest with you. So, you know, it's, wow. it's high levels, part of it where I don't even understand, you know, to be honest with you. So, yeah. You know. Okay. 
Perry, many uh, Greek organizations provide academic and social opportunities. Uh, one could argue that the church doesn't offer enough of these types of supports to families. In your opinion, Perry, is it okay for churches to partner with Greek organizations to engage with the community? It's helping the community. You're, you're yeah. helping. As long as there's no promotion, that's a big thing in society today is promoting for clicks and promoting for eyes and views. But you're helping the community. So if there's a partnership there, I've seen it before. I've seen it on numerous occasions by churches. I don't have too much of an issue with it. Let me ask uh, Clarence the same the same question. Is it accurate to say once a brother, always a brother? From a fraternity standpoint? Yes, sir. Once a brother, always a brother. Even if you denounce or disassociate yourself, that brotherhood connection is still there. Mm -hmm. To me, it's on an individual basis. For one person, it depends on, I guess, the people that are the outside viewing you. As for me, like, like say, if I denounce Alpha Phi Alpha, you know, from my brother's standpoint and my line brothers, they, they can still consider me a brother. I guess once a brother, always a brother. But as for me, mm -hmm. I've denounced it, then I'm not a brother anymore. I'm not a sister. Okay. Um, I see the, um, <clears throat> the, the denouncements on TikTok where different members of different Greek sororities and fraternities denounce. So this is the thing that they feel like that they have to do. And I'm sure that in their heart, they're no longer a sister or a brother because they've done this. Um, so I wouldn't say once a brother or sister, always a brother or sister from their standpoint. It depends on the point of view, I guess you would say, on, on that part. And as far as the denouncements are concerned, I feel like, you know, if that's what you need for your Christian walk, then by all means do it. Mm -hmm. Denounce. You know, mm -hmm. if if you you can't have a close relationship and walk with the Lord the way, you know, you need to in order to have that right relationship with him, then denounce it. It's sort of like in the scriptures where it says, you know, if your eye offends you, you know, pluck it out, you know, mm -hmm. or if your ear, you know, cut it off, you know. So if that's what's going to really, really hinder you, then you need to, to do away with that. But that might not be the case with other people. So you don't want to look down on the person who denounced or you don't want to look down on the person who continues on with the fraternity or the sorority because all of us are different in this case um i was reading scriptures um prior to this where in uh, romans 14 where it was talking about well one person will eat the meat and the other person doesn't eat the meat and then it lets in so many words it lets you know you know whether you eat or whether you don't eat you know it's all on under god because the person that doesn't eat He's, he's not eating because he loves the Lord. And the person that does eat is because he loves the Lord. You know, he has faith. So we don't want to condemn mm -hmm. people in their walking in that way. Because so many times what we do is we try and fit people into a box. And if you don't do it the way I'm doing it, then you're doing it wrong. So let God be the judge and let every man or woman be fully persuaded in their own mind is where I stand on that. So do you think it's okay for... Uh, churches and Greek organizations to work together, to engage together with the community? Um, as Brother Henderson said, I don't see anything wrong with that 
if it's in the spirit of edifying the community, lifting up the community, positivity, there's no okay. ulterior motives going on there. I feel like the church should be the head, the leader, but there may be cases depending on the church, whereas um, they may not have the resources, they may not have things in place that a fraternity or sorority may have in place, and they're already doing it. They're partnering up with this fraternity or sorority to get things done. But eventually, I, I feel like the church should be the head of that. And um, like I said before, there's nothing that I can do in a fraternity, in my fraternity, that I haven't been able to do in church. So if there's things that we're doing in, in, in fraternity, definitely I've you know, made it in a, in a great effort to do that in the church. And I've done that over the years and will continue. I want to ask all of you this question. I've heard a lot of positive things that the um, the organizations are doing, even in early childhood development, how they're helping in the community, how they're helping families, and and they follow them through all of through their through their education and then into their professional life. Smith, in your perspective, is the church doing something wrong? Are we missing opportunities? I don't think all churches are. I know some churches who um, are very active and, you know, don't mind partnering uh, with different universities and et cetera, you know, so I don't think so. I I, I think the, the spirit-filled churches are, I think the doors are open and, and the love is there and the opportunity is there for, you know, for us to be able to bridge whatever gap there may be. What about you, Perry? Do you, do you think that some of the churches in the African-American community are missing opportunities and the Greek organizations are, are taking the lead in the community? It's sort of like a loaded question, but mm -hmm. I'll, I'll agree with Mr. Smith in saying that, you know, you, you do have a lot of churches that are opportunistic in providing help and, and aid. It's the one-offs that sometimes give the rest sort of, you know, a questionable name, but the help is there. The Bible tells us specifically the poor you will have with you always. So there's never not an opportunity to give or help those in need. It's, it's, it's always going to be there, whether it's in this country or another country. And a lot of times the church is the first to help. What's lost upon a lot of people is in a lot of cases with your Greek organizations, each of those chapters has a chaplain, usually a minister from a church. Um, mm -hmm. I know mine did. And he was instrumental in connecting us with the church for different um, outreach programs and different outreach activities. And so it was almost like it was hand in hand, the church helping us for community service hours that you can document or whatnot, and us helping the church, providing the manpower and the help. And another thing that's lost upon it is the church is so big as a whole that there are literally organizations that are literally doing a lot. So it's hard to, if you want to make the question more distinct in African-American churches or apostolic churches, you can take it that route. But the church is instrumental, you know, in helping out. Okay. How about you, um, Juanita? What, what is your perspective on that question? Do you think that the church is, is, is missing some opportunities? And the Greek community is taking the lead 
And, and we're talking specifically about the, the uh, Black um, or the African-American churches. Uh, do you think that um, there were missing opportunities? I think we are missing some opportunities, but kind of goes back to what mm -hmm. I think Clarence has said. It Maybe we don't have the resources that we need mm -hmm. in order to do the things that we want to do. So sometimes we do have to partner up with other organizations to get a job done. But then again, on the flip side, I think sometimes people may not want to do things with the church because of what they have in their mind. What what If I go to that church event, oh, they're just going to invite me to church. <laughs> you know, it's going to end up mm -hmm. with an invitation to Christ and maybe that's not what they want in that moment. So I think it's kind of mm -hmm. like a flip side to it. Um, but I do, I do feel like as the church, as the body of Christ, we can do more. I think we should be doing more. My dad's his motto is get them when they're young. And that's what I see a lot of fraternities and sororities mm -hmm. doing. They use that motto kind of like the Catholic churches. They get them when they're young. And so by the time when they're in teenage years, they already kind of have their mind made up. Oh, I want to, I want to do this, I want to do that. So I think it's very important for us to tap into our youth, you know, when they're young so that we can, you know, provide more resources for them. And so that way they don't necessarily, you know, have to look to outside things in order to get the things that they need. What do you think about it, Clarence? I think that, yeah, most churches may be missing opportunities. Um, a lot of times we look at the church and we feel as if though they have to be all things in the community. And a lot of times you just can't feel each and every need. So there's always room for improvement, no matter what church you belong to. Even if you're part of a mega church that has all these different ministries and all these different things come, going on. There might be something that a fraternity or sorority doing that they might not be hitting on real hard. So that's just something where, as we just have to look at where we are and, you know, where we're falling short, the Bible tells us to examine ourselves, whether or not we be in the faith. So we got to take a hard look at what we're doing. And I feel as if though, if the fraternities and sororities are doing something that maybe the church isn't doing, doesn't necessarily have to be uh, something that's mutually exclusive between the two just because you're part of fraternity or sorority doesn't mm -hmm. mean you, you can't mm -hmm. bring this to the church say hey we're, we're not doing that much of this but i see that we're doing this in our fraternity or my sorority you know you be the one to stand up in that regard and implement whatever program's going on whatever initiative is going on in that fraternity or sorority this is speaking of those who out there who may be a part of a fraternity or sorority and may be seeing something that is lacking in the church one example that's personal to me was that um, the way that I was raised in a Catholic elementary school that was all black and we had some black teachers, um, they were very, very big upon black history. So that has been rooted and grounded in me as I grew up. And one particular church that I belonged to over the years, I saw that they weren't having any black history programs during February or whatever, you know, Black History Month. So, you know, that, that really irked me over the years. So I continued to go to them say hey, we ain't doing this we need to get these young people involved in black history black history so i was the one <laughs> so when they had their very first black history program i was the one who was heading that up so if you see a need where there's something you know mm -hmm. your church is falling short and whatsoever the area may be you be the one to make that change and you don't have to be mutually exclusive as to what's going on here as to there fantastic thank you so much for sharing 
This is Bishop Michael Bellamy. I hope you enjoy our podcast and subscribe to our Facebook page. You will find our weekly 30-minute podcast on many of your favorite platforms. Would you please tell your family and friends to listen in as well? We would also love to hear from you. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook and via email at theelephant2022 at gmail.com. Smith, let's talk about renouncing memberships in the Greek organizations. You, you renounced your membership. What prompted you to do that? At the time, I mean, I just felt like that's what spirit told me to do. Simultaneously, I got rid of all my uh, Jay-Z albums and T.I. albums as well. Yeah, I still had the old school CD disc. <laughs> and, uh, so uh, all of that happened, you know, around the same time. It was just where I was at the time in my walk. Um, I just felt prompted. Yeah, I felt like spirit told me to do it. And that's what I did. Now, when you say spirit, are you re are you referring to the Holy Spirit? It definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. I heard God's voice clearly. And like I said, during that time of my walk. And um, so, you know, I obeyed. How do you go about renouncing your your membership? Do you just write a letter and send it in? Or do you just tell the guys I'm not coming back? You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how yeah. do you renounce your membership? <laughs> yeah, great question. So I'm actually not sure as far as like the whole legal way but you know for for me it was a talk that i had with my particular chapter brothers and i let them know mm -hmm. um where i was at the time in my walk with god and what i felt like god had told me to do came with them in love and you know thankfully they received me well um, some were very offended you know so that was you know my process as far as with me renouncing Perry, what, what are your thoughts about renouncing membership in the Greek organizations? Where you walk is with God. For some people, it's it's necessary to make it official. It's almost like getting baptized again, you know, or mm -hmm. almost like, you know, just turning your back and repenting. For me, I, I've never renounced it because I never, once I got out of college and got some road between me and, and, and college, it never was an issue with me. When you join a fraternity as an undergrad, you literally live, breathe that fraternity. Everything is blue, five, mm -hmm. eight, five, eight, oh, six, one, nine. It's, you, you do it at 24, you get the clothing, if you can afford the clothing, paraphernalia, you walk the walk, all of that. When I got out of school, fortunately for me, my relationship with God increased at an exponential level. My third year at the college, I got the Holy Ghost. And so I started walking in that while I was a fraternity member. And so once I got married coming out of college, the more road got between me and the organization. I don't really have a strong relationship with the Mindline brothers. It's not bad, but I just, I haven't talked to them. I haven't felt the need to pick up the phone. And, hey, let's go hang out. Let's go back on the yard and let's go step. I don't really have that desire in me. So for me, it's almost like I've already sort of denounce them in a sort in a, in a way because I live for God. I live for Christ. I don't live for Phi Beta Sigma or the University of Kentucky or Mutated Chapel. You know, I don't. So that's just my walk. That's that's the difference with me and probably someone else. Because I haven't felt that need to, you know what, I gotta 
establishing, you know, because I felt like I'm already established. Are you saying that once you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you begin to grow and develop in your relationship with the Lord, you didn't need the the brotherhood and what it offered uh, that you found fulfillment in your relationship with Christ? It was a slow process. Mm -hmm. I went through some trauma mm -hmm. and I needed the Holy Ghost. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's the only thing that <laughs> could bring me through that trauma. It, and when I think back to it, it really wasn't trauma. I broke up with a girl. <laughs> yeah, but that's trauma. That's trauma. trauma. That's that's very traumatic. <laughs> In college, you know, I was fasting, starving, hungry, you know, uh, um, you know, couldn't eat. Talked to my mom on the phone. Well, why don't you go to Pastor Such and Such's church? Why are you there in Lexington? Went to the church, started going more and more, started going, you know, reconciled with the girl, whatever. But my brothers noticed the difference in me. They noticed me getting further and further away from a lot of the antics. And some of them came to me for different things spiritually, you yeah. know, but they noticed me changing and moving further and further away. Nah, I, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going there. And I don't have to, you know. And so that became the process for me. And so, you know, really, I, I got stronger in the Lord as I got further along. And I finished college, got married, got better, got stronger. And just, there was a lot of ground, you know, a lot of road between me and the fraternity and my fraternity years. Didn't need to go after anything or be, be a part of anything. I was too busy trying to be a part of my little church and trying to help them in everything I could in every way, form or fashion. Yeah, uh, we've got just a few minutes left. I want to get Clarence's thoughts on this, and then we're going to close out with Juanita. Clarence, necessary when a person is getting closer to the Lord that they should renounce their membership with uh, their group, or what are your thoughts? Yeah, I just wanted to um, kind of piggyback with the brotherhood. You asked him about, you know, him receiving the Holy Ghost. Did he still have a need for the brotherhood? What I found in my walk was that God showed me an even better brotherhood amongst the brothers and sisters mm -hmm. of Christ. And um, particularly just the brothers, my Sunday school class in this, this church that I went to when I was pledging that I continue to go to. I ended up joining that church, but that Sunday school class was all men. We played basketball together. We did all these things together. Whenever we were serving in the church, we were serving <laughs> together. So that brotherhood, God replaced it with the brothers in church. And this is what I've been saying pretty much all night is that there's nothing you can do in the fraternity of sorority that the church cannot provide. Even as, as brother Smith had alluded to earlier, the music, the Lord showed me some better music. <laughs> that I could gravitate <laughs> when You didn't came, need Jay-Z anymore, right? No, no, no. He, he, showed, he showed me some some good stuff. So, you know, that, that really, really anchored me and that really blessed my soul even to this very day. When it came to the alcohol, the Lord showed me even natural juices that when it went down in my body, it didn't burn. You know what I'm saying? It, it mm. made me feel mm -hmm. good. So the Lord replaced all that stuff with that, which was even much, much better. And as far as I'm um, denouncing is concerned, like I said, for some people, it's very, very much so necessary. Um, if, if their eye offend them, they need to pluck that out. You know, if, if some, some people put the fraternity and the sorority and they make it their God. I've seen some of my friends on, on Facebook mm -hmm. that have joined the grad chapter since they've graduated. And this is the year I was born. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is the year it all happened, you know, and this is above everything else, you know, like, 
And every time, th- every time you see them, you know, I guess they, they're new to whatever organization wow. and they're just, they have that pride, but it seems like that's what happens with a lot of people undergrad as well as grad is that they put it before God and you don't want to put anything before God. You can exist without that. Then maybe you can um, be a member of fraternity or sorority and serve God. You always put him first. Okay. Minister Juanita, you want to give us your, your closing thoughts on um, the Greek organizations and how they influence uh, the African uh, American community and its relationship with the church? Um, as I said earlier, if you notice the theme that our guests were saying tonight, most people join something goes back to what I started off within that first sentence. Most people join something because they wanna feel connected. They want to be around other like-minded individuals. They want to you know, feel like a leader. They want to do something for their community. And so I just think it's important for us to, that when we make any kind of decision, even when it's joining the church, because if you notice one person said, okay, I found brotherhood now, a true brotherhood in the church. So whatever we do, we just want to make sure we're mindful of it and that we're, you know, giving a hundred percent to it. If you want to pledge, <laughs> you got to know what that means. Jesus told us to count up the cost. So we have to know what that means to join anything that's a church or whatever. And so if you're not willing to, to give it your all and say, well, if I join this, then maybe this is going to lack over here, then, you know, maybe that's not what you need to do. Um, but just seek God in whatever you do. And I just appreciate all of those that were a part of this. Um, you brought a lot of great information. I appreciate your honesty, your willingness to even participate in this, because I know it's a touchy subject for some, but I really have enjoyed this. All right. Well, I want to thank you uh, for joining us, uh, our panelists, uh, Perry, Clarence, and Smith. Uh, certainly want to thank our uh, producer, Minister Juanita Jackson. Well, friends, that's all the time that we have for this episode. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode, and it was produced by Minister Juanita Jackson. Be safe, stay healthy, and God bless.